Between the ongoing saga of the, the PGA and the Live Golf merger, the explosion of pickleball, the ongoing drama behind college realignment, it's always great to get someone on the show who knows a thing or two about the business side of sports. Cyrus Whitting with you here on ESPN West Palm tonight. And right now I am joined by a guy who knows a thing or two, more than a thing or two about sports business. He knows a whole heck of a lot. This is Andy Cagnetta, the CEO of Transworld Business Advisors, one of our most tenured partners here at ESPN West Palm. And Andy is here to share some of his wisdom with us and a little bit more about Transworld Business Advisors before we get going whether you are selling a business, you can't just stick a for sale sign in the window and expect that thing to move. You need experts like the brokers of Transworld to locate and vet potential buyers. And if you're on the other side, if you are looking to buy a business, you need the brokers of Transworld to help you evaluate a potential purchase and make sure you are getting the right deal. Transworld has more than 40 years of experience they have sold more than 10,000 businesses, they have more than 600 brokers, and they have more than 250 offices worldwide. Again, Transworld Business Advisors, bringing buyers and sellers together. Andy, always a pleasure to have you here on ESPN West Palm tonight. And I, I, I want to start with one of the topics I just mentioned, pickleball, which continues to sweep the nation with its popularity. I saw a stat that said around 3 million people were playing pickleball back in 2018. It's estimated that 23 million people will be playing pickleball by the end of 2023. So, Andy, apologies for some broad strokes here, but I just want to get your take on pickleball, which has really swept the, the country, and, and also how Transworld is getting into this burgeoning market. I think it's amazing because it's so universal right so you could play pickleball from when you're a teen or even younger as mm -hmm. a kid right up to you know your old age and i think that's what you're seeing it's so inclusive uh it's not hugely taxing where you're running i mean you could certainly play high level pickleball but you could play without having to move around too much I think it's great. I, you know, Transworld wants to get involved with the pickleball. So we, we're, we've been working with some of the pickleball associations. It's our demographic. It's, you know, you're talking about a lot of 30, 40, 50, 60 year olds out there playing pickleball. I think it's great. Yeah, Andy, it's it's a great sport because, like you mentioned, you, you can play for your whole life. And also, it's pretty easy to pick up and play. You compare it to, to golf or tennis, which we think of as your other typical lifelong sports. And Pretty difficult to, to pick up a tennis racket or a set of golf clubs and, and be competent on the course or the court. But with pickleball, you, you can start. You might not be a professional, but you can hold a rally and, and get some exercise out there. But again, just relating it, it back to Transworld, you know, with such a, a new malleable market, just talk about some, some of the opportunities in, in pickleball that, that you guys have explored. Well, the answer to your question is yes, right? <laughs> so... We have talked to several pickleball associations. We've picked one. I think it's the Pickleball Association of America, but we've been working with them. Uh, we do want to do some tournaments. Uh, I actually am sponsoring Tuan Russell, uh, the old uh, Miami Dolphin, his uh, nonprofit's uh, pickleball tournament, and I think it's next weekend, actually. And um, we're going there. We are going to make pickleball equipment 
uh, and brand it with Transworld. So we are looking to get some, you know, memorabilia and some stuff that you can use equipment. Mm. And we're looking at, you know, branding the courts and branding the nets. And sure. I mean, there's all kinds of opportunities out there for businesses. We're really excited about it. Again, here on ESPN West Palm tonight with our guy, Andy Cagnetta, the CEO of Transworld Business Advisors, who have helped over 10,000 business owners maximize the value of their company through buying and selling. Learn more at tworld.com today. And Andy, we were laughing about this last time you joined us here on ESPN West Palm tonight. And Tuesday was Halloween. And as predicted, we saw a ton of Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift costumes. I I even saw Woody Page dressed up as Taylor Swift on ESPN's Around the Horn. I saw Mitt Romney and his wife dressed up as the couple on Twitter. Did you did you see any any Travis Kelsey T-Swift costumes out trick-or-treating? ton of Swifties out there. I mean, how many jer- jerseys do you think they saw? I mean, they owned oh, Halloween yeah. this year. I saw a ton of Taylor Swifts out there. I saw moms going out there. I saw daughters going out there. It, again, it's great. And all love out there to the Swifties who didn't like what I said last time about <laughs> Taylor Swift uh, being a PR move. But Listen, uh, you know, it's just wholesome fun, and I think everybody's having a great time with it, and it's great to see. I, I, I think it's uh, it's going to continue to live on. And people were, like, surprised that it's living on so long. I guess she didn't go to the game the other night. Yeah, Andy, I don't think she was in Denver, and, and the Chiefs obviously needed her there. A, a huge disappointment for the Chiefs this past Sunday. Obviously, set your alarms early for that for that Chiefs-Dolphins game over in, in Germany this Sunday morning. But, Andy, I, I wanted to pivot because, again, we're starting the NBA season. Got to talk a little bit about that. And one of the most interesting stories in the NBA this season is the the L.A. guys getting together out uh, with the Clippers. You got James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, all from the surrounding Los Angeles area, all four of the biggest names in, in basketball. And I think it's so intriguing, Andy, because – with stardom, especially in the NBA, comes a lot of big egos. And I'm just wondering, you know, c- can these guys figure it out and-, and make it work? Because they certainly have the talent to do so. Well, you hope so, right? We're all rooting for, like, another team from L.A. to do well. I mean, it'd be nice for the Clippers. Clippers have done well in the past. Mm-hmm. And they've had some great people to play for them. But this is certainly interesting. You know, you think back to some of the old teams that have tried to put together some older guys that maybe it worked and maybe it didn't. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of head cases, you know, <laughs> perhaps on there. But, you know, hopefully they gel and hopefully they get each other because they're all from the same area. And hopefully L.A. supports it. And, you know, I think that's what they're shooting for. And that's why they're willing to pay the money. They got them for a pretty good price. Yeah. And, and with that, Andy, just talking about egos, obviously we, we see them in sports and, and we see them in, in, in business as well. I think a lot of the times in the boardroom, you, you have egos come into play. And, and I'm just curious, you know, with your work buying and, and selling companies at, at Transworld, how much of the process is 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 managing egos and, and making sure everybody's, you know, voice is heard, but also not letting somebody's ego drive the conversation or, or drive the results? That is an excellent question. In fact, I was just teaching a class on negotiations and one of the thing is learning to deal with big egos and one of the big things you have to do with big egos is you have to feed them Mm. and you have to feed the ego and you have to give deference to them in their respective uh in their respective field 
right? You, we're not going to teach someone about their business. But one of the things you have to do is eventually garner respect from them. And a lot of business, a lot of people with big egos or people who are very successful got there by listening to other people. And that's one thing. You think somebody has a big ego and they're not listening to you. A lot of those people are listening. Mm. And so a lot of times you just have to let time kind of take it. So you need to feed the ego, you know, tell them that they're great and you think they're great. And, and this is why you think they're great. And this is why they need to do what you're telling them to do. And a lot of times they just need to process it and think about it. And then they'll come your way. So mm -hmm. great question. Great observation. As Again, here on ESPN West Palm tonight with Andy Cagnetta, the CEO of Transworld Business Advisors. They have helped over 10,000 business owners sell their company. So if you are buying a business or looking to sell your business, Transworld Business Advisors is unmatched in the industry. Go to tworld.com to learn more. And Andy, just talking about egos, I feel like this is a pretty easy segue here. A guy who's got a big ego, but he's he's obviously earned it. Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, as we've come to call him, for the, the Colorado Buffaloes. And Absolutely nothing has gone right for Colorado football over the past couple of weeks. They've, they've lost four of their last five. And this past weekend, during a, a 28-16 to 16 loss at UCLA, it was reported that there was thousands of dollars of uh, worth of jewelry stolen from the Colorado locker room at the Rose Bowl. And Deion Sanders ha has called on the Rose Bowl committee to, to make good on the stolen items by reimbursing his players. Andy, do you think this is a, a reasonable request from Coach Prime? I probably would say no. I mean, certainly not the Rose Bowl committee. Maybe there's a security company that should have been watching. Maybe there's fault to be had. Uh, usually on these things, uh, you know, insurance will kick in. Maybe there's an insurance policy either at the stadium or at the facility or at the security that they get handled. I mean, you know, I yeah, a lot has not gone right for, you know, Dion. Uh, I think he's handled it pretty well. You know, listen, I think the Buffaloes have been a good story. People have calmed down. People... Some people are happy to see them lose. I think it's yeah, I think it's just sports, right? Right. Great. I mean, it, it's part of the story that they're going to have, and it's good for those kids, right? They're they're they they came out hot, and now they're learning what it's like to struggle. Uh, that one game was it Stanford. Mm. Oh, yeah, they're up twenty nine nothing, I believe. <laughs> I know that was a rough watch. They just blew it. I mean, it was just very very sad. Andy, we've talked a lot about conference realignment over the past couple months, and and one thing that kind of has sprouted to the to the top of my mind when when we think about schools like UCLA and, and USC joining the, joining the Big 10 and and some other schools from out west joining the ACC you know w with football you know th they're the big drivers of all this and and you've got you know eight conference games or so which means four road trips four home games four away games so taking a trip cross country every other week not not too bad especially for football, something you, you come to expect, but for these Olympic sports, as we've you know come to call them, say volleyball, for like Stanford volleyball, if they're playing in the ACC, are, are they going to be flying like cross country to, to Florida State and and then back to Clemson? Are they going to be flying cross country two or three times a week? Because not only is that so taxing on the the athletes, but I mean, gosh, that that's that, the the cost of of that has to be just out of this world. Yeah, it's big money. There's a little thing called Title IX that uh, a lot of schools have to deal with to make sure that there's equality in sports for both uh, women and men. And 
that is a huge consideration. And you, it looks you. There used to be schools like Notre Dame that used to have to fly all over, sure. over the place, and they used to have dual conferences, right? Mm-hmm. Notre Dame at one point was playing independently as a football team, and then was playing. I forget Big East. Yeah, they were. It was like a football yeah. only situation, right, right. and but I don't know if anybody will do that. But there is big money to be had in these uh, in this end of whole pack 12 is just upside down Andy, just relating this this whole conference realignment saga again back to back to trans world you feel like conference realignment is sort of based on the old you know the grass is always greener on the other side and look these schools have been been presented an opportunity to to make more money and relating that again back to trans world does does an issue ever arise where you could be in the middle of buying or selling a, a company in the middle of that process and a client wants to pivot and go in a completely different direction because you know something promising has caught their eye I mean how do you how do you balance that the, the responsibility with you know back to the cliche not losing the, the bird in the hand but also having the responsibility to the client to you know checking out the the two birds in the bush and and if you can get your hands on those yeah i mean a lot of times that happens and so sometimes deals have to be renegotiated in the middle of them because something happens right all of a sudden they get a big contract and they're going to make a lot more money so they want to kill the deal that they're in because they want to stick around for this big contract or they want to renegotiate so obviously we have to deal with that all the time yes we try to keep people away from shiny objects during (laughs) deals because we always say the most important thing about a deal, a most important deal to take is the one that's going to close. Mm. So if you're halfway through a deal and it's about to close and there might be an opportunity for a little bit of money, there's you know a lot of risk in trying to retrade deals or trying to trade out of a deal to get into a new deal. I mean, we actually, there are some things in contracts where there's no shops and things like that where somebody really can't even go out there and consider other deals without violating the terms of the current contract you got to keep your eye on the prize Uh, you know a lot of people don't sell their businesses or don't do these things just for money right they're trying to think of things in the long run like some of these schools should be thinking about hey what's going to happen to our other 40 sports Mm -hmm. that we have to deal with and students flying around because we actually want them to get an education instead of flying across the country the night before finals the one thing we always have to do is remind sellers and buyers why they're in the process. Mm, it's mm-hmm. not just about the money. It's about uh, their legacy. It's about taking care of their employees. It's about about moving on with their lives. It's not necessarily only about the money. Again, here on ESPN West Palm tonight with Andy Cagnetta, the CEO of Transworld Business Advisors. They have helped over 10,000 business owners maximize the value of their company. They can help you buy a company, help you sell yours. Learn more at tworld.com today. And again, Andy, just talking about this this whole conference realignment thing, it's, you know, so much of it is based around TV rights and, and things like that. And, and one of the, the primary players, the primary drivers in this whole thing is has been the Big Ten. And one thing that, that, has you know come to the top of my mind the last couple of weeks. You got Ohio State, you got Michigan, but the rest of the Big Ten, the football product this season especially has been a lot of times you know really tough to watch. And just kind of you know wondering what your take is on on a situation where you know you, you got like the the couple marquee games, but you know why are why are these companies shelling out so much money if the the vast majority of these contest, contests, vast vast majority of these viewing opportunities, if you will, 
are you know going to be 12, 10 pretty boring football games. It, you know, a lot of times it's like sometimes people buy things for that one thing, mm -hmm. right? So they're going to buy it for the Michigan games. They're going to buy it for the Ohio State games. They're going to buy for those big games because they're, you know, all the other stuff is just kind of filler and they'll deal with that content and they'll try to monetize it the best they can. But really their eye is on the prize of these huge games and being able to monetize the big games. And, you know, it, it comes all down to, you know, the ratings and how many eyes and what they could get sponsors to pay for. You know, again, there's a there's not a lot of live content. I mean, there, there is a lot of live content out there, but, you know, advertisers, and I'm one of them, mm -hmm. is looking for places to get people that aren't streaming, that aren't somehow forwarding through commercials. It's really hard these sure. days to get the eyes actually watching your content, your commercial, your message, and getting it into a game where they're, you know, they're filling it through the game or it's on the placards inside the stadiums. I mean, that's what everybody's looking for. So there's uh, those opportunities and, you know, they'll put up with bad games, I guess. We were talking about football earlier and now switching, talking a, a little golf and when we talk about the golf world, the uh, obviously the, the two big players now, the PGA Tour and, and Live Golf, and a couple of months ago, again, we thought the PGA and, and Live ha had come together with a merger and it was going to be all you know rainbows and, and sunshine and they were all going to be one big happy family. But right now it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. W what's, what's the latest going on between the PGA and Live Golf? They don't have a deal. At the end of the day, they don't have a deal. And, oh, I, you know, I hate, I, I, it drives me nuts because when people start talking about the deal being done before it's done, mm. it, it, it just puts, it just puts, we're, we're very superstitious <laughs> in the world. We don't like to talk about deals until they're done. Uh, they came out of the box. Everybody's going to be hunky dory. Some, you know, players have already cut some new deals with Lyft and because they thought, hey, I could get this contract now, and they're signing these big contracts, I don't know, 2027 or whatever it is. It's crazy. They, you know, Greg Norman is threatening that if they don't get this done by a certain date, they're going to go elsewhere. I don't know where else they're going. They're looking, they're already out there looking for new, uh, for new funders for the, for, for the game, you know, for the deal and for moving live to another place. And they just had it at Doral, and I don't think there was a big splash down there. Andy, is this a situation where, for, for the golf space in, in terms of professional entertainment, there's just not enough room for both the, the PGA Tour and Live Golf to, to survive and succeed independent of, of one another? And I guess when I say survive and, and succeed, I, I don't think that just you know hanging on and, and scraping by is enough for, for both of these entities to, to be sat satisfied. Andy, Andy is, this, is this town big enough for the, for the both of them? I, I don't think so. I really don't. As a golf watcher myself, I'm not so sure I'm interested in watching half of the good golfers play in one tournament and half of the good golfers play in another. I think it'll be a brutal battle. And if there's this two mediocre, you know, mediocre uh, organizations that are running these events, you know, people are just going to just forget it until the Masters comes around. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know. I don't, I don't like it. I, I think they do have to come together. I do think they will. There's too much money involved. But 
Andy, have you been in a situation at, at Transworld where you are talking to two different but but very similar companies and, and you say to them, look, guys, the, the fact of the matter is th- there's just not enough room for, for both of you to survive and, and thrive independently. We got to come together, make this work. It, it might not be the perfect solution, but it, it's better than than anything else. Yeah, we have actually merged a bunch of companies in the past, and it, it works out pretty well. Usually, when one owner wants to leave, uh, you know, I just uh, went and saw the story of Mel and Summer Redstone, and they put those two huge companies, Viacom, and uh, I guess it was at that time it was CBS at the time, and they had two very strong CEOs, and in the end, it just didn't work out for them. So I think. You know, depending on what the personality is back to your ego question earlier or your ego thought, you know, if you have one company that is CEO or leadership that wants to move on, I think, yes, putting two companies together where they're just brutalizing one another. And, you know, look at Spirit and JetBlue now, Mm -hmm. and they're fighting about that. And I think that deal is going to happen most likely because they're so far down the road that both companies separately really are going to have a tough time surviving not coming together. Right, right. And I think they'll eventually convince the government that. Again, here on ESPN West Palm tonight with Andy Cagnetta, the CEO of Transworld Business Advisors. They have helped over 10,000 business owners sell their company. So if you are buying a business or looking to sell your business, Transworld Business Advisors, they are unmatched in the industry. Go to tworld.com to learn more. And Andy, speaking of mergers, there's been a lot of talk in the past couple of months about the USFL and the XFL merging together. And now I don't think these owners believe that they can challenge the NFL, but Andy, do you think there's a chance that if these two leagues combine, they can at least stay relevant and and turn a profit? Because I feel like these leagues have, have tried to reboot in the past, but they've never had any staying power. No, I think it can happen because I think there's enough cities out there where it could kind of be like a minor league baseball situation uh, where there's a lot of minor league teams that do very well. They could have a a different, more fun product, a lot like minor league baseball. I think the XFL and the uh, USFL have to get together at some point. And and they have to have the backing of the NFL. Mm -hmm. And if they have the backing of the NFL and and they get it, they come together as – as one spring football kind of event, I think it can work. You know, it'll be interesting. I mean, again, there's so much money running around. So many dreams wanted to be made. Everybody wants to be part of the next NFL, NBA, uh, perhaps even, you know, the soccer league, uh, MLS, that they're willing to bet huge amounts of money on these also or upstart leagues. And, you know, such fortunes are lost over the over the years. I mean, USFL, XFL, I mean, how many times are they going to do this? Yeah. A- Andy, you took the words right out of my mouth because when I saw this merger and, and whenever I've seen the XFL and the-, and the USFL or any alternative football, professional football league pop up, I, I keep saying to myself, this is a huge endeavor. This is something that costs a lot of money to organize and and put on. And I'm just thinking to myself, you know, 
is it worth the trouble? Is it is it worth the risk for again to 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 try to reboot these leagues when again in the past we've seen these these track records has been really nothing nothing to be optimistic about. We've we've talked about this in the past. Like it's a vanity buy, right? Yeah. There's no monetary sense for owning a lot of these sports franchises, even the top ones. Uh, don't throw off enough cash for when you buy them for a billion dollars for you to actually hold up hold them for a long time. Your idea is you're going to buy this. You're either buying it for one or two reasons. You're buying it for the appreciation later, and you're going to sell it for a lot of money. Or you just don't care about the money you're putting into mm-hmm. it, and you want to be an NFL owner. You want to be an NBA owner. You want to fly around. You want to hang around these athletes and these stars. And you're willing – and and – People who aren't as rich, maybe they only have one or two billion dollars. <laughs> they want to buy into these, or these groups want to buy into these smaller leagues and see if they can make something. And who knows? Maybe uh, you know somebody will buy a pickleball team and it'll be huge. <laughs> who knows? Andy, last thing before I let you go, we wrapped up the World Series last night. The Texas Rangers win it in five games over the Arizona Diamondbacks in the Southwest-style World Series. And, I mean, I I hate to put it out so plainly, so bluntly, but really nobody has has cared. You haven't seen anybody talk about it on on sports radio, sports TV. This has been – it it was, I should say, now that it's over, the the least watched World Series ever. Game 1 had the worst viewership of of any Game 1 in World Series recorded history. Game two had the lowest viewership. Game three, I believe, had the lowest viewership in World Series history. And there have been plenty of, of people out at the ballpark this season, and attendance numbers have increased. Uh, a lot of that to do, of course, with the with the pitch clock. Andy, how much of the low ratings, the low viewership, how much of it is the matchup? Again, you know, two smaller market teams, not really the, the Rangers in Dallas, but small, smaller than you'd say you know, L.A. or New York or something like that versus, you know, how, how and also, you know, historically not great teams versus how, how much of this is it, again, versus just people not really caring about baseball anymore? I think it's because of the matchup. I think if you had the Phillies and the Houston Astros in there, you'd have a much bigger, you'd have some stars in there. I mean, I you know, I, I don't know if I could name five people on either team. I You know, I it's just... You know, the World Series, like you said, MLB did great this year. I think the changes were great. I think they sped up the games. You, like you said, they got a lot more people outside to the park. The parks are improving. Uh, I think, I think you know, betting on baseball is becoming bigger. I think that's going to continue to grow. So I, I like the future of baseball, but they just got unlucky. It was just a bad draw. Yeah, we talked about it, and, and they've shortened the games Andy, do you think that MLB needs to go to a, a shorter regular season? Because, again, we play 162 games, whole heck of a lot. But you get to the to the World Series, you get to the playoffs, and, and maybe people ha- are, are fatigued from baseball. And, and also, you, you play 162 games, you have both wildcard teams m- make the World Series, which, you know, is usually a great story, but... You know, you're playing 162 games, and you're not necessarily getting the quote-unquote best teams in the World Series. I mean, again, kind of what's the point of playing 162 games if you're not going to get the best-on-best matchup? It comes down to money, right? It comes down to 162 games of revenues. It comes down to 162 games of TV. It comes down to 
if they could figure out a way to get more money out of less games, or if they finally figure out that, hey, if we had 100, and 100 games and we were able to sell those for more money, uh, we could make, you know, we could, we could even break even or even do better. Uh, I don't know if that'll ever happen. Yeah, Andy, probably not for the foreseeable future. Andy, we're running out of time here on ESPN West Palm tonight, so I will let you go. But as always, such a pleasure to have you here on the show. Awesome to get your insights on everything sports-related and and how we connect it to business, and then, of course, how we connect it to the awesome things that you guys are doing at Transworld. Again, thanks so much, Andy, for your time, and, and I look forward to our next conversation. Thanks, buddy. Great stuff, as always, from our guy, Andy Cagnetta, the CEO of Transworld Business Advisors. Again, they have helped over 10,000 business owners maximize the value of their company. Learn more at tworld.com today.